Welcome to Intrepid Heroes, the actual play podcast of the Devastation Arc Adventure Path from Paizo. I'm Ron, your GM. And I'm Scott. I'm playing Raz, the Skittermander Envoy. I'm Stephanie. I am playing Koholo. She is a Karasha Lashunta Solarian. I'm John. I'm playing Leroy, a Dragonkin Vanguard. I'm Rob. I'm playing Zero, a Halfling Operative. Hi, I'm Mark. I'm playing Dr. Ammon26, a android biohacker. Hi, I'm Eleanor, and I am playing Simon, a probably human mystic. And now, on with the episode. And we are back, everybody. So, we have got uh, a lot of this adventure, frankly, behind us. Lots of stuff has happened. Um, But to sum up very quickly and remind you all... Uh, you were called because of some strange weather events on the planet, a planet in the vast called Jedirat, a winter destination paradise. And you went to Jedirat and took care of those things. You took care of the problem. You found out that the problem was the whole planet of Jedirat used to be a big military construction facility or some sort of military base of the long vanished Civ Dominion. All sorts of bad news, the Civ Dominion was. Uh, They lost a war eons ago, so perhaps that's why uh, their evil is no longer around. Except, except this world, uh, even though it had sustained some serious damage, um, the uh, reactor cores melting down and the like, there was enough of the Civ sort of uh, a computer... Uh, consciousness left that when one of these old, old Civ facilities was accidentally triggered, the uh, the computing system interfaced with the Abadar Corp terraforming and caused all of the weather to go totally nuts. You put a stop to that, but what that did is it caused one of the ancient hidden towers in this planet to spiral up from the surface as a big spiraling tower above the landscape and then spit out these uh, these drones, these old Civ drones, and started blasting stuff apart. Right, right, right. You took to the mm-hmm. air, you took care of those drones, you went in the spiral tower, and you got a little bit of background on what went on. It looked like not only was this facility building two massive structures, one of them called the World Seed, and the other one called Arc Prime. But apparently... The launch of the World Seed was interrupted because some of the Bantrids that had been uh, that had been enslaved, forced by the the Civ Dominion in order to do all their work. Uh, you found evidence of some really, really unsavory Bantrid treatment. Uh, the Bantrids mm-hmm. were not able to overthrow the Civs entirely, but they did sort of scuttle the big World Seed project somehow um and it launched off into space to who knows where well you guys know where in fact the tower that spiraled up out of the ground was sending a quantum signal someplace else in the in the galaxy and that someplace else you found the coordinates is the moon of hib around the planet leavara in the pact worlds now, the considering Hib- it was a quantum signal, it's pretty surprising we got exact coordinates. That's a that's a great <laughs> point, but that's just how good you guys are at this computer stuff. <laughs> we had to close our eyes to get them. 
That's right. But the this is not actually a surprise. You kind of piece this together because those of you who know about the Pact Worlds and the planet Hib know that about five years ago, several towers screwed up out of the ground, spiraling out, and a bunch of Bantrids came out. They had no idea about their history, where they'd come from, or why they were all locked within this world of theirs. But that was, you know, they've since become members of the the Pact Worlds and you know doing all right for themselves. Um, mm-hmm. Strange creatures that look like a big nose with a ball underneath it, but uh, there are stranger creatures in the Pact Worlds. At any rate, um, the the Bantrids don't have any knowledge about where they're from, but now you do. And the fact that this tower was beaming instructions of some kind, maybe, to the world, to the moon of Hib in the Pact World, uh, mm-hmm. compelled Abadar Corp, who'd hired you for this whole process, to send you back to Hib to find out what had gone on. What happened? What got activated? Why was it activated? Is there any danger or problem? And the question that's always on Abadar Corp's mind is, and can any of it be put to use for good old Abadar Corp? Um, So the group of you, after receiving your pay and your hazard pay and your lifetime passes to the now tamed (laughs) winter resort, uh, were getting back in the breath of embers to head through space to Hib. Now, I remind you, it took 5d6 days to get out here into the vast because Jedrat's really far away. But the Star Stone, at the, which is in Absalom Station right in the Pact Worlds, has a, uh, a unique beacon effect in the drift. No matter where you are, no matter how far away you are, it only takes 1d6 days for you guys to get back to Absalom Station. Um, so your return trip is going to be substantially faster than your mm-hmm. outgoing trip. And then once you're in, uh, once you're near Absalom Station, once you're in the Pact Worlds, you can go to Leavara and its moon of Hib, and that's as easy as either using some conventional thrusters or making a, a shorter hop through the drift. Um, the uh, Which is, yeah, another 1d6 days through the drift, or 1d6 plus 2 days using conventional thrusters, if you'd like. Um, but the, uh, Ms. Ms. Ezefina Knott, uh, before she, before you take off or as you're taking off, she actually has the name of a contact for you to, to meet when you arrive at Hib. Uh, she says one of, one of Abadar Corp's Bantrid associates in the city of Starward is a member of that city's executive assembly. Their name is Uso. U-S-O. Uh, and she's going to, through the Abadar Corp channels, let Uso know that you guys will be reaching out to her and that you've got some potentially uh, uh, very uh, ominous sort of questions about what has happened and that Uso is to put all of their resources at your disposal. Nice. So off, yeah. you, off you go, unless you've got some, you know, I guess last minute winter sports you want to undertake. Uh, <laughs> the final <laughs> round of cocoa and or cider. Yeah, uh, Miss yeah. Knott actually is, is, is. Do they have any harder stuff here? Uh, drinking uh, spirits? Of course they do. I'd be interested in some Could of that. They don't have eggnog. They should just shut the entire resort down now. <laughs> exactly. 
I'd like a bottle to take with. I I think I'm going to take take him up on the cocoa. I'm kind of nostalgic about this now. It is. Miss Knott <laughs> thinks that's going to be the worst part about seeing you guys go. Is Aww. that there's no going to be a there's uh, shortage of cocoa now. Yeah, you're not yeah. going to be able to do that quite so much. Well, all right. Of cocoa. Also, uh, Ron. Yeah. What, what was mm-hmm. the name of the city on Nib? Star Star Starward. The S T A R W A R D. Thank you. Um, the, the glad they got that D in there, you know. Instead of Star yeah. War, yeah, that's a, that's a good, <laughs> whole different thing. Um, yeah, the uh, the towers that come up are called vault towers. They just refer to them as vault towers. Um, and the the Starward Vault Tower is surrounded by. A, a town called Starward. Uh, hmm. Abadar Corp. This is a thing that that um, some of you may may know if you've got uh, several ranks in culture. Simon Lee absolutely knows that yeah. Starward is kind of a Abadar Corp town. Uh, there is a big advantage Abadar Corp sees in Hib's economic independence, and they have invested in that. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, so it is not at all a surprise that you're meeting a member of the the Starward Executive Assembly is somebody high ranking in Abadar Corp when you're going to Starward. So this all tracks. Um, can I, and your who is your pilot? Simon. Uh, I can fly. Simon. I guess I still am, unless somebody else. <laughs> Took piloting classes and really wants to try them out. I, I can drive as if you. I can spell you if you get bored. Uh, I have a plus three. I am not to be trusted. Yeah, that's true. Likewise, I can drive, but I'm not. I don't want to do anything fancy. Well, Simon, go ahead and make a uh, roll a d six. How many days does it take to get back to the packed worlds? <clears throat> Alrighty, travel through the drift. Three days later, you come out right near Absalom Station. Uh, it's uh, nice. it's like coming home for a lot of you. You're back in the packed worlds that you know. Uh, so you turn on whatever your your news station of choice is, and the top story in a lot of news stations is heat wave hits Hib. Oh no! Um, apparently, the moon is suffering from an an extraordinary and un I mean un unseasonable because you know they're they <laughs> banter's only been around for five years but the moon has had weather for a long time uh an an unseasonable heat wave is sort of hitting all the news a lot of the groups in the packed worlds are working together to send uh supplies including medical supplies mm-hmm. for overheating to the moon uh, uh people who can evacuate from the moon ships that are looking to get people out of there until the weather kind of stabilizes or gets cold again have been sort of called into service but there is a uh um uh this heat wave and the news sources they don't broadcast it because it's less relevant for the people at the time but you could it doesn't take you very much digging to realize that this started uh about 4 days ago when the spiral uh-huh. tower first started broadcasting its uh, um, its message right completely it's unrelated we left about 4 days ago yeah. Yep. So um, if we had known this, we could have just brought all of that snow. 
Exactly. <laughs> can we can we uh, lease out our uh, our lifetime vacation uh, vouchers here? You know, <laughs> we yeah, got to get to him right. to give them to somebody at least. Yeah. Send them. Yeah, send them there. Just load up on ice machines while we're at Absalom Station. <laughs> well, there. If you're at all interested, there are plenty of organizations on Absalom Station that are arranging for relief efforts, and they if if you've got cargo space, they'll take they'll have you take stuff. Get yeah, this stuff in here if you're going that way. We have anyway. cargo space they don't even know about. So, do we have cargo space? Yes, you I, do. I, I think we have secret cargo space, don't we? Or maybe that's another ship that I'm thinking of. Just, just bags and bags of ice, and Raz can just keep pouring. <laughs> Something out of his hands and turn it into lemonade. <laughs> turning, uh, turning we'll into a little space chamber with well, lots of room. If you, if you would. Yeah. Oh yeah, I also have a <laughs> smaller null space chamber. Nice. Filled yeah. full of stuff. Uh, it is going to take you now. I mentioned that once you got back, there was sort of a. Well, we could either use conventional thrusters and take 1d6 plus two days or drop through the drift to head to Hib and it cuts off two days off of the time. Maybe it's only 1d6. Mm. Um, I don't I don't want to make assumptions on your behalf, but it seems like the quick quicker drift travel is probably wise. What if we used a bunch of slingshots? And a really big rubber band. Well, there you go. <laughs> then you, you wouldn't do say I mean... The, Escape velocity is really, really difficult, you know. Um, I don't have any ranks in rubber banding. <laughs> um, but you're still the pilot. Give me another 1d6 for the number of days it takes you to get to Hib. And are we picking up any supplies to take? I assume so. Yes. Yeah, sure. Oh, nice. Yeah. We are in a hurry. Simon just floors the accelerator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Wow. You took off Hit the, the nitro, hammer, didn't you? The, uh, we went to ludicrous speed. It gives us the secret secret. <laughs> <laughs> so the the drift, as you uh, as you may recall, is sort of this nebulous, uh, tech accessible hyperspace plane. Whenever you go into the drift, you take you you end up carving off small pieces of other planes that end up adrift in the middle of the drift. This isn't the campaign in which that adventure is going on, but either way, you guys end up in the apparently in the elemental plane of fast in order to get to the uh, in order to get to the through the drift. You make it there in only a day when the people that are making the the relief efforts are only just trying to get things underway. So, what are the odds that the chunk we we tore off that comes with us is an iceberg? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Simon found the Tokyo Drift. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. So from now on, refer to Simon as Speed Demon. Alrighty. <laughs> Speed Racer, go. So you're there in plenty of time to deploy uh, any of the resources that the relief groups are that uh, uh, asked to put on your ship. And in fact, the place you deploy them would be the city of Starward. Where you're going anyway. Okay. I believe how this works is we just fly over and then drop things on parachutes, and then they have to run out and get them. Uh, <laughs> survive? Is that... I've seen... Raz has seen these things. <laughs> Probably so a thing once that, that in, in some war, 
a group dropped medical supplies tied to a turkey to slow them down. <laughs> and, oh and also, hey, free turkey, right? <laughs> so yeah. supplies, supplies and food. Happy nice. Thanksgiving! <laughs> nice. <laughs> As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. Um, yes, that's exactly <laughs> where I went. I mean, <laughs> exactly. Yes. Alrighty. Um, oh, Mr. Carlson. <laughs> so once you arrive, it is it is fairly straightforward to find uh, star the city of Starward. Um, mm -hmm. You okay. can identify uh, uh, some of the the starship landing areas. Uh, in fact, uh, anybody who's um, uh, gosh, I guess anybody who is manning any of the stations, I suppose anybody who's on any of the stations can make a computer check. Anybody who wants to make a computer check. Scanning the surface of Hib. <laughs> okay. I was trying to think if there's a starship role for that, but there kind of isn't really. It's well, I mean, science officer. kind of science yeah. officer, but this is a yeah. sort of check that anybody can do. Yeah, but Raz mm. has his people do it. He's, he's Already. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, Zero gets in there, me. punches I some, uh, punches some of the keys. Well, both of you can identify. Uh, oh wow! That even 36? though there, even though there isn't a spaceport. Yeah. In the city of Starward, uh, you're able to identify that there's like a flight school just outside the city that is sufficient hmm. for you to land a starship in. So you can actually get a lot closer to the city than having to land at some different city and then take like a big, a long shuttle overland all the way through or something like that. Nice, nice. I, I think this is Top Gun. Um, <laughs> I think Simon's going to school them. At the Starward Academy Flight School, the school of fast. Um, <laughs> they get on there. They roll their little roller balls in order to go faster. Um, anyway, so you can you can land at the flight school. The the flight school certainly has room for you guys to land your starship, and it's it's also not hard for all of you to get uh, the local news feed broadcasting the weather report. Uh, talking about the record heat wave that shows no signs of letting up. Temperatures are broken records yesterday and the day before the breaking records again today. They're expected to break even more records tomorrow. Um, even though at at five days in, uh, life on Hib hasn't ground to a halt or anything. People are still going to work, uh, mm -hmm. but the, they've set up cooling centers and they've talked about supplies. Um, people are trying to get off the planet. It hasn't yet reached a heat level that is deadly to anybody. Hmm. It's now just super uncomfortable. People have been talking about, oh, what you, you know, we just, when's the weather going to turn? Nobody knows. Nobody knows why that's so unseasonably hot. Um, but it's right now not bad enough to be like killing people. You guys have arrived very, very fast. So, right. so they, they, they've checked to make sure that there's no like raw UV light just coming in and hitting people. Right. So it's, it's it's a weather related thing, not a not a atmospheric you know related thing. Well, that's just it. the The actual cause appears to be a mystery. You kind of scroll through the local news feeds, and mm -hmm. nobody's quite sure exactly what's going on. Um, there is a uh, um, there there might be some sort of uh, back channel fringe conspiracy theories about what's going on. Uh, anybody can make a cultures check to to take a look at that. Is it us? Oh. I'm pretty sure it's us. I could try that. By which we mean we can we can read the internet comics. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. Exactly. <laughs> um, Thirty nine culture. My, uh, Fifteen computers still. 
I'm still yeah. working. Wow, on, we like, got a couple of culture vultures here. Yeah, yeah uh, not me. The source, even though it is weather related, some of the mm-hmm. some of the uh, the internet fringe bantrids um, who are uh, are who are tapping into other research stations or they're trying to collate data they don't have completely, but they think that it's something to do with the planet itself, the moon, excuse me, the moon itself is heating up and the oh, heat yeah. is hmm. rising up and causing the, the weather problems. Oh. Something within the planet is, is behind this. Almost um, like somebody turned okay. on the heat. Yeah. I was wondering if there's seismic activity too. There, it's actually a dragon. Well, Simon and Dr. Ammon 26 both catch uh-huh. an, an undercurrent of rumors that Abadar Corp is somehow responsible for this, but they're not owning up to it. Okay. <gasps> no, mm. it's a dragon. Um, you have also uh, that... I mean, from a very technical standpoint. Uh... That's yeah. true. And uh, Altagos. Oh, that's a culture of 40, Leroy. Yeah, that must be a dragon. Alrighty. <laughs> um, no, the anytime, anytime people are talking about something that may be happening within the moon itself, gets Bantrids thinking about the the towers that rose up that they came out of, and there mm-hmm. is some commentary that what <clears throat> Abadar Corp is trying to hide is that deep within most, maybe all of the vault towers new doorways have opened up showing passages that go deeper into the moon that nobody ever knew anything about. Ah. Mm. Simon, what's the deal with this? It seems as though the signal opened up some of the doors. Mm-hmm. It, it was basically just a, a major, uh, what is it, garage door clicker? <laughs> <laughs> a remote-controlled operation. A, a quantum garage door opener. <laughs> If they're messing around with quantum stuff, I hope we don't get two hips. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We had the strange or, duplication or thus far. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I mean, we might we might end up it with totally a hip replacement. Alrighty. Well, maybe we can uh, duplicate that signal, reverse engineer it, and send the opposite. So freeze the Close all the doors. Then freeze it? No. Well, that sounds like a possibility. Just close the doors. Oh. Like a garage door opener. Close the doors. Or maybe we are being invited to go further inside the moon. Yeah, oh, that or it might be cooler. Near the uh, core would be cooler, right? It's more yeah, it's like always cooler underground. Out there. Yeah. Who well, even knows? magma, and then no. Well, There's so a moon. Does the moon have magma? If the floor How? is lava. So, yeah, some do. Yeah. Well, wait, so what did we do? We we corrected the problem on uh, Jetterot by just, I'm sorry, I'm just not remembering totally, by doing computer stuff? Yep, Yep, engineering stuff primarily. Oh, okay. So So clearly that's what we need to do here. Go in in Hmm. and see if we can find what that unlocks, if it unlocks something. How big Mm -hmm. is this one anyway? Yep. Uh, moon size. Already Do we movie. want to talk to Uso first? I mean, just to find out if there's oh, yeah. any official story. Oh, oh of course. Yeah, That'd be that's good. so practical. That's why we have you around. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. 
So when you land, it is easy enough to to get from the flight school into the vault tower at the center of Starward, uh, where you meet uh, where you meet Uso. So this is what Uso okay. looks like. He's the bantrid that was actually on the cover of the adventure. Pretty fancy. Oh, look at that. Um, wow. uh, but he is. Uh, so when you get to the Starward Vault Tower, um, Uso is <laughs> um, is exuberantly hoisting a big sign. Um, Uso's holding one, like one edge of the banner in in each little arm flagellet thing, and the big banner has like pictures of your guys' faces across mm-hmm. the thing. And uh, it's, our group, it's our group photo, right? It is. It is it's yeah. your group photo. And it's like... And it's got... picture. You know, welcome helpers in big letters. And... Uh, so it doesn't say wanted on it. Did they right. do so welcome with our legal consent? <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't remember consent. There was nothing in any of the things you signed about this, Simon. You're pretty sure that Uso is... Uh, <laughs> Is handling We're this. We're gonna have to confiscate that. Um, and as Uso go, it just sort of just excitedly wheels over to the group <laughs> of you, it's like, and there you all are, and there you all are. Hi, I'm Uso. I am the contact you are to meet. Uh, hello. Well, nice to meet you, contact Uso. Hello, so you Uso. have our pictures. Do you have the names to go with them? Uh, of course I do. Uh, of course I do. That is a simple matter of accessing the Abadar Corp files. Some of them pretty carefully uh, concealed, may I say, but I've got both skills and authority to do a little bit of digging. That's right. I've done a little bit of digging, and I need to take you to a spot inside the tower. So if you could come with me, um, and uh, Uso gives one end of the the banner, one of the banner poles to Leroy, and then passes the other one, kind of looks back and forth, passes the other one to Koholo. Okay. Uh, Are we doing a parade first? No, no, it's going to be a banner day. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let me me roll this up and save it for later. Uh, You're sure? You're sure? I want everybody to know who it is that's come to our aid here. And then I say to our aid, I say to the aid of the Bantred people of Hib, whom I am pleased, 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 pleased to represent. Um, And uh, Uso just starts basically wheeling around in circles. This is one eager Bantred. You know how at the start of this adventure, Simon, like, saw the horrific caroler that that welcomed us to the resort. <laughs> He's making that same exact expression and turning to look at you guys with the same exact expression to, to confirm that this is reality right now. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm afraid this one doesn't have an ostrich. Oh, I'm liking this energy. Let's go for nope, it. Don't nope, give nope. it cocoa. That, that caffeine <laughs> would be too much. Uh, It'd have to be iced anyway, or that's true. They, them, says Uso. My pronouns are they, them. Uso wheels okay. around. Now, uh, this is going to take a little bit of walking or rolling. Walking for you and rolling for me. And I wanted to ask a couple of questions while we go. If none of you have any uh, 
uh, disinclination to answer some questions. I want to ask if you've heard anything about uh, the troubles that we're experiencing on a hib and what you might think about that. It's oh, gotten hot. Well, actually, before we get very far, we should unload all of the medical supplies, or did we already do that? That's at your ship back at the Flight Academy. People are already handling that. Yes. Oh, okay. And okay. just mandling our ship as well. Um, almost certainly. <laughs> it's called... You You think if there's any ship name that is going to deter people from fiddling with it, in the middle of a heat wave, it would be a ship called the Breath of Embers. That's true. <laughs> Good point. Uh, Simon, it's just well, like, yes, we believe that this moon is actually a space station created by the Civ Empire, which enslaved Mantred people to do their bidding. Ooh. Ooh. And it's powering up. Ooh, well, let me then pose perhaps a difficult question for me, but um, uh, a uh, an easy question for you, uh, Uso says, gesturing to mm-hmm. Simon. I believe that if there is anything to be discovered deep within uh, this ship, as you call it, that we call our moon, that we call our home, there might be some dispute as to whether or not anything that's discovered could be willing to, could be used to further the cause of Bantrids and Bantrid kind, or could be, should be turned over to Abadar Corp for the corporation to utilize as they see fit. My worry is that I serve both agencies, and there may be a situation in which I find myself that something that I my loyalties are perhaps a little bit divided. Where would the group uh-huh. of you come down if in fact loyalties were divided like that? Hmm. Well, first of all, this is all counting your your aliens before they're hatched out of their quivering green blob eggs or whatever. We're all aliens. What are you talking about? Exactly. (laughs) That's right. What's the matter with eggs? Aliens. (laughs) Aliens. We Bantrids, bud. Um. Last time this ship was awake, it was not good for Bantrids at all. And Abadar Corp was just a flicker in somebody's eye, I suspect. Not even that. not so good for... deciding how to, I think, deciding how to divide the spoils between uh, Bantrids and Avatar Corps is premature in the extreme. Hmm. And I see your contract with Avatar Corps. You, it is. He does, or they do, in fact, have a. Uh, they're highly placed with an Avatar Corp. They've got all the standard conditions about, you know, discoveries or work product that is. Uh, uh, discovered or utilized in the course of business is the sole property of uh, Abadar Corp and shall make all efforts to ensure the rights in such vest in Abadar Corp, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Uso would, is bound by all those same things. Um, uh, Rob, if you could have zero, make me a diplomacy check right quick, please. <laughs> Simon has all sorts of loopholes that... Uh... Oh, Oh, he works for Abdark, or he knows <laughs> all the loopholes. <laughs> sitting there, eh, 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 yeah, if you fill out this form and eh, eh, invoke this clause. Um, well, my, I am technically a member of Abdarkor. I would believe that the sovereignty of this site and 
moon would belong to the Bantrid people, not including the topic of Civ reparations in absentia. Everything in red pen. <laughs> mm, That's nice. amazing. Power move, the red pen. Yeah. Right? right? <laughs> um, I love it. Oh, I need that... one. Go ahead. That seems to be an answer that I mean, you know, Simon starts talking in that direction. Uso seems pretty excited about it um, and has moved pretty well on from uh, talking to Zero and instead turning their attention to Simon. Zero, you can't help but get the sense that you've somehow disappointed your escort here. Uh, Simon, can you make a diplomacy check for me, please? Well, gee, <laughs> I'm feeling kind of bad about that. <laughs> Yeah. Well. Alrighty. Mm. Well, you have convinced me, then, that you are, in uh-huh. fact, the most qualified individuals in whom I can vest trust in uh, in this situation. I will confide in all of you that uh, where we're going is an opening that was not an opening before a few days ago, and that other vault towers have had similar openings. Hmm. We have been doing our best to make sure that this is not something that is becoming commonly known. We worry, frankly, about what might be found within deeper tunnels until they have been appropriately explored and with your revelation that things might have gone very badly for Bantrids in the past, that makes me think our decision to keep this, shall we say, hushest of hush-hush was probably exceptionally wise. (coughs) But here we are. We Uh, still have the video from uh, the resort, right? And the the, uh mementos we took from the dead bantrids you do you've you've given you yeah you were not required to give any of that up so abadar corp wanted some copies of everything you had but uh Mm. but standard uh uh just uh non uh no copies that that degrade or reduce what you have i i guess i before asking this thing person knows uh, I will, I will, I will re- like turn to my my cultural knowledge on this and try and see if I should send it to all of the council there or all of the governing something or other they're a part of or uh, the executive assembly. Yes. Um. Well, you, you when you talked about. The we found several mementos you know, of Bantrids oh. in that spiraling tower. We okay. found those mementos, and we also have some of the records from mm-hmm. the pre-amnesiac Bantrids, which I think we, or at least Simon, being lawful good, feels should be turned over to the Bantrids. Okay. We've gotten a sense, Simon, that part of the reason your answer pleased Uso so much is that even though Uso is technically conflicted, they feel like advancing Bantrid knowledge and lore is the superior choice. Uh, given between, given a choice between the two, Uso will want to promote Bantrid kind rather than Abadar Corp's interests. 
so it's probably <clears throat> fine to just turn it over to Uso. Yeah, Uso seems a safe choice. Okay. Okay. Uh, I and will... it was our contact from Abadar Corp, so... Yeah, I'll request whoever had the computer skill to actually record that. Uh, <laughs> whomever that was, why don't we, we turn over the, the evidence we found on... Uh, the, the on Jedirot? Yeah. Oh! Give him a copy. No objection okay. from me. It I'm might fine have been the doctor who took care of it. But... Major content warning, Uso. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is the equivalent of giving over, uh, you know, what had been, you know, pre so so prehistory as to be pre prehistory, right? This is a uh, oh, basically showing, yeah. giving over evidence of what, uh, you know, what humankind prior to uh, Neanderthal times might have been to find out that they had a robust and rich culture, and here are some artifacts of that. I mean, so it's uh, uh, earth shaking to say the least. Yeah. Uh, and also, you... prepare for your nose to be blown. Uh, mind. Hmm. <laughs> for your nose to be uh, mind. Uh, that's that's even worse. Oh, that's, that's, right. not that's, that's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. This is this was too much to even take in. At first, too much, but there is so much here that is going to do so much good for Bantred kind. Ah! I hope so. <laughs> ah, I was correct to trust you. Shoo, shoo, out of the way, says Uso, rolling through some, past some automated security drones that are basically there to keep people from out of the lower levels of the, uh, uh, of the vault. Um, and then gestures to an opened portal in one of the lowest chambers of the Starward Vault Tower. For five years, this was a wall of seamless metal. A few days ago, this door appeared, and I feel it wants us to go in. Uso's foot orb hums as they spin excitedly in place. I have done everything I can to protect our people from outside influences, lobbied and overseen corporate deals, advocated for our community. My efforts are humble, but part of a greater process. Uh, uh, I think we had hopes for the future, and this, this, how? Uso uh, recoils from the door and spins in a circle around you for a minute. How, how can I protect us from our own history? I will be honest, I took a spin through these tunnels a bit myself. They're strange, uh -huh. alien to us. Though it is possible we built them a long time ago, I nearly lost myself in them. Uh, they are, they are, are confusing at best, uh, complex at worst, mind-altering, perhaps. All I know is what is in there is vast, and it is chambers upon chambers upon chambers. Hmm. Okay, before Leroy charges in, I'm gonna do my standard detect magic and look around for traps. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> I mean, it's still good. It's not it's good for me. It's still fun. <laughs> 32 is still a phenomenal uh, perception check. Um, what you looking at? There is nothing that seems either magical or out of the ordinary about this opened portal. Or the space beyond it. Because I don't want to eat another disintegrate okay. spell. 
Oh, I'll protect you. Don't worry, little one. <laughs> well, Uso has been in and out of it. Uh, the portal is only five feet across. So for many of you and looking at Leroy, it's kind of teeny. Oh. I'm I'm going to use my squeeze ability to, <laughs> to, to squeeze through. To get in. Is it only five feet tall too? Nope. Once you're inside, it is uh, significantly taller. Oh, okay. In Think petite, big guy. Alrighty. And in fact, I think once... Let me give you... That's not right. I will cover over the image of the carolers. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, about oh, time. it's quite tall. Having a, you know, mental conflict between the heat and this uh, snowy image. Well, and now, mm -hmm. speaking of the heat, you can tell that there is some significant uh, warmth on the other side of the patch. It's not magical, but it's definitely warmer. Um, and it, okay. is, it, in fact, uh, the mechanically severe heat. Let me cool. double check my. Oh. Well, yeah, the atmosphere and gravity have... looks like the same as Hibbs surface. Um, though the temperature is severe heat. Hmm. Yeah, I think Simon has driven off this bridge before. <laughs> Just cast life bubble on all of us again. All right. You read my mind. Alrighty. Thank you. And life bulb protects you from severe heat and cold, right? It looks like my sheet ate all of my spells for some reason. Oh no! But, uh... That's awful. <laughs> was, was that a revocation clause in your agreement when you started speaking, perhaps <laughs> not directly in support of Abadar Corp? Oh uh, gosh, after slapping me in the face remote. right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I will have to look up what it does on Archives of Nethys. Yeah, up to 140 Fahrenheit. Okay. Yeah, if it goes over 140 Fahrenheit, we should probably leave and get some lava suits. <laughs> um, it is not, but it's not much off of that. It is. It varies between 110 and 140. Without this protection, a character has to attempt a fortitude save every 10 minutes, oh or take word. some non-lethal fire damage. Mm. Yes, it Ouch. is between. It's severe, so it is between 110 and 140. Right. And do people have uh, thermal capacitors? <clears throat> You have I think a, I do. If you have a thermal capacitor in your armor, the easiest way to know that you do is because it gives you fire and cold resistance. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. So that, that's good oh, up wait. to 170. Yep. Okay. Uh, oh, you I need to have I, your armor I, actually I, activated for it. I'm not positive, actually. Whereas with uh, air, air bubble, um, you can do that with even life without bubbles. Armor. Life right. bubble. Well, it's, you know, life bubble that comes with air, right? You're... I would assume that life bubbles come with air, yes. Scrubbing bubbles. <laughs> I prefer not to have scrubbing bubbles. <laughs> in your lungs, in your, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we certainly would have our suits activated. At least I would, Ras would have his suit activated before we go in anyhow. Yep. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Although, we know it was open before, so, but we don't know what to expect. Yep. All right. 
you step into the warmth protected by either thermal capacitors or life bubbles or both. I will take a life bubble because it looks like... Yeah, I'll need life bubbles. I, I don't... My new suit... My new armor doesn't seem to have a thermal capacitor. So. Hmm. Yeah, well, I think I, you would have transferred it from your old if you had enough slots, though. I mean, I if don't... If there were enough slots, yeah. I don't think there's any downside to just hitting oh. you all with life yeah. bubble anyway, so... You know, that's a really good True. point. Why, why not both? Why not both? Backup right. protection. Alrighty, once you head in to the uh, the passage in the corridors beyond, it is immediately clear to all of you, your experienced travelers, that this is this is no this is no mere subterranean structure, but you are certainly on a vast spaceship. So you're saying mm. ah. no moon. This is no moon a, in there. Did that. <laughs> Yeah, the, <laughs> no, but not today. The uh, <laughs> in front of Uso, Ron, in um, Star Ward. Ron, is it made from the same material as like the the Nexus? It is not. The, the when you take on, a close no? look, yeah, because that was a wiki squishy no, squishy. No, it is right. not. It is not a. It is not a spongeon like that. This this uh, is okay. happy. This vessel is. It looks like it is constructed of starship grade nanocarbon. Oh, this isn't a spe- this chemical composition specifically isn't something that is known in the packed world, but it has significantly the same uh, overall structure and effect as starship grade hulls. Nice. Um, oh, Uso, when you when you're once you're all ready to go in and you're taking a look at the walls and stuff like that, uh, Uso will bid you farewell. They apologetically explain uh, that I can't. I can't. I'm afraid I can't offer you any more advice other than it was confusing when I was there, and I can offer not much assistance by way of other bantrids. Uh, it is important to us that news of this uh, not quite yet get out until we are ready to have it. So, um, okay. you said there uh, were I, other other locations, uh, other doors that opened up as well. There are. They are also guarded. And he gestures back in the direction of where he had passed some automated security drones. Good, good. Just so if we pop experiment. out of one of them, the security drones won't shoot us, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, not once I communicate your. Oh, may 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 I please have that banner back? Banner, I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here, here it is. <laughs> All right, I will ensure that your your likenesses, your images, your very personages will be unaffected by any security drone in any place you happen to come out if it is not here. Or even if it is here, for that matter, you will be safe, safe, safe once you're out. And good. <laughs> even if there's multiples of the yeah, of us. Right? right? That's right. Because, you know, it's just in the odd chance that there would be multiples of us somehow created. Multiples of you? Mm-hmm. Heroism out. on top of heroism? Now that <laughs> would be good for Bantred kind, no matter how badly what's inside this uh, this tunnel is bad for Bantred kind, as you say. Just as an experiment, before we get too far in, uh, can we still contact Uso when we're in the Starship Tunnel and they're outside? Man, that is a great question. Um, I know of no reason not. Yes, you can. I'm making that call. 
I um, suggest to Raz that we live stream this to uh... Like live stream oh. to wait to all of him? No, well, I mean unless unless uh I don't I don't oh. have any computer scores, so if if Raz does that I can't stop them. But well, um I, I had I had meant it as to the uh Oh, as to oh to Uso. Yeah. So maybe the council, you know, to sort of record for posterior. Uh, excellent, excellent. I, I know some things about that. technology, says Uso. If you can transmit it to he, to me and my data pad and have a simultaneous transmission to one of our archives in the vault tower above, uh, then we will have my view and a backup. And then we spend three hours with technical setup. No, 30 uh, minutes, 30 minutes. Ah, right, right. uh, and just don't worry about the ads that get inserted like every 15 minutes or so. It'll be fine. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I am to remind you a, uh, a worker for Abadar Corp. And if I could not handle frequent barrage of ads, I would not be employed by my current employer. Yeah, well, they're Abadar Corp ads. Like, Fair enough. Book excursion uh, sponsored by Abadar Corp. So you won't mind ads that promise to enlarge body parts you don't have, right? Wait, how do you know they don't have that body part? Whatever you're talking <laughs> okay, about. Fair enough. Mm, the truth. Um, alrighty. Uh, so yes, you can communicate with uh, Uso when you're inside. Then we shall do so. <laughs> uh, <that's awesome. laughs> Alrighty, um, so you make your way in, uh, and it does not take you long to realize why you would be able to get so lost in here so quickly. It doesn't seem to be overtly magical, but um, there is, but it's certainly very similar in its construction. The first several long halls you enter contain hundreds of long-term stasis pods. The pods seem to be designed for either medium or small creatures. And even though the first several dozen that you pass look like they are, they had been in use, they're the smaller pods, not the medium-sized pods, they had been in use and have been vacated. Uh, this would have been the Bantrids that were originally here. Uh, once you get past, even the first hall isn't full, and all of the stasis pods in the subsequent halls you encounter are all, uh, they've all never been used. Oh. <clears throat> so this this ship, even though it could have handled thousands, perhaps tens or hundreds of thousands of people, had virtually nobody in it when it launched. Because the hmm. Bantrids escaped that quickly. Um, and even though you've never seen, the closest you've seen of a sieve is their, uh, a suit of animated sieve armor, you remember? It's clear yeah. that the medium-sized pods are intended to house sieves. Okay. Oh. Uh, but none of those appear to have been ever used. Um, it is. It is nevertheless confusing to go through this uh, this collection because the world seat is enormous, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but some of the directions you go, your environmental suit, uh, you know, those of you with the uh, thermal capacitors that have sort of a temperature regulator, can get fractions of a degree hotter, fractions of a degree colder. Um, because the heat is pervading through the vessel, uh, it doesn't take long to realize that you can try to follow the heat traces to get to somewhere that might be central or different than this confusing array of stasis pods. So I know this okay. game. We it, hotter, hotter, colder, hotter, hotter, <laughs> hotter, burning up. Um, yep. But it's not easy to do so. It requires a survival check when you're headed around uh, to to trace down the sources of increased the source of increased heat. Well, I'm dead. Okay. All right, my oh. survival uh, is not worth rolling. I'm I'm not good at it. But Let's I'll see if I try. can figure this out. Oh man, I, I don't I am, understand. I get a negative one. I mean, I started a negative one. I just rolled really I well. I just rolled the one. Twenty-eight. Tagos is not going to survive either. I'm so sorry. Alrighty, no, none of you survive. You fail to survive. Um, no, buddy, don't leave me. <laughs> Alrighty. Whew. So, um, you uh, basically spend your time wandering around in these the identical tunnels for about seven hours convinced oh, you're following way. up the right way and then realizing it's not right and then having to backtrack and you realize after seven hours you just haven't made any kind of progress at all oh, this is hard you're supposed to keep your hand on the wall and this is not <laughs> going to hold our hold our galactic audience either no i, I bet we've lost well right. we don't have no, any Rez, of them yet right Rez keeps up a monologue hmm. Well, the, the, right now it's just going straight to the archive, so it can be Say edited. that. It can be edited later. Say seven, that. seven hours of archive. Yeah. I think it was, it was probably a lot. Like streaming it for ratings. <laughs> Alrighty. After Rags, that, you're thinking of Scooch. This is totally different. That's right. After that, you can reorgan reorient yourselves and try to try again. All right. Let's try Sounds marking like... the floor with breadcrumbs. Why don't we get together and, and like help somebody? How about talk? Like, whoever's the That's best. That's a good idea. Thing, we should get together and, and you know give some some assistance. Uh, Raz will try to help. Probably, I think Zero's probably best with this. Probably Zero. Although Leroy Leroy's also good, so maybe we get a couple of you looking at that. Oh, what do you think? Okay. Um, yeah, Leroy, I, I'll help. I'll help you. I'll give you a hand. I have several. Yeah, <laughs> let's help Leroy. But we could also help Zero too. So I have two of you looking. Yeah, I'll help Zero. There we go. Yeah, it is a help. I can, yep. I can help. Oh, oh that's good. way better. Good job, Zero. Somebody could help Zero. You, you taught me everything I knew, Leroy, on the uh -huh. surface of that horrible dragonkin planet whose name escapes I, uh, me I at the moment. Just uh, help Taraxas. How, how to make the fire is the important part, yes. Yes. It's warm enough. We don't need that. <laughs> well, but you have to know how to make it in order to put it out. You know where it came from. 
the background of the fire. Well, we didn't start the fire. True. Um, so Raz is All helping right. Leroy, just in case, you know, Leroy's also looking. Alrighty. Uh, Leroy, oh, that gets you to 35. Oh, that's the DC. Okay, both of you are successful in looking well, your way around. Got it. Um, might I ask all of you, you, you think you're on the right path for where the main source of the heat is coming from. Might I ask everyone to make a perception check, please? You can ask all what right. you want. I'm much better at that, yeah. Wow. 42. Alrighty. 38. I perceive the life, universe, and everything. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. You sure do. I think Dr. Ammon has, has all the, the right answers in this. I point. see. Um, uh, who? So well, we just have is... to figure out the question. Hey, I, that's a good point. I also <laughs> just need to say that uh, that 22 is pretty good for Kahoa. It is. Yes. Very good. It is. But if it makes you if it makes you feel any better, and I'm and I'm sure it does not, Steph. Oh no, it doesn't. I'm totally wrong. Perception is actually my high one of my highest skills, and I rolled a four. Oh, you did. You rolled <laughs> terribly. I did. Eighteen. No, no I did. my it's glazing over this, you know, constructed artificial maze that makes no sense. Alrighty. Well, whew. Welcome to high level play. Uh Dr. Ammon's forty two fails. And what? so wow. the group wow. of you, yeah, the perception DC forty four. Well, I should have helped ridiculous. you. Yeah. Forty two should always win. Uh, you know, yes, you might be help. We can't lose that. You set the DCs in this adventure, right? <laughs> you you all head into Are one sure? of these many. It just looks like just the rest of the other stasis chambers. There's nothing visually short of a perception of forty four uh, to distinguish it from any of the others that you've faced. Uh, until some sort of gas or cryogenic fog or something starts to congeal around all of you, um, as though trying to pull you into a cryogenic stasis yourself. Oh, no. Uh, I need everybody to make me, if you would, a reflex save to have the damage that I'm about to roll. Ugh. Wait, hold on. This is a harmful gas or vapor. It Reflex, is... you say? Wait, wait. Is it a harmful... Loading. Ah, okay. Um, If you have something that is a handful harmful gas or vapor, that is magic. Is this life bubble? Yes. Life bubble's magic. Alrighty. Yes. Yeah. It otherwise penetrates. Uh, it's magical. It's a, it's a hybrid technology. It otherwise penetrates uh, suits. The nearly invisible cryogenic fog otherwise in penetrates suits and living tissue. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Alrighty. So in fact, none of you have to make the reflex save. Oh. Uh, that would deal you 96 damage, uh, 96 yeah! cold damage. So, oh boy. What would, what would the DR, have, the DC would have been? Uh, I'm not telling you because I will tell you in a second. Uh, because I also need all of you to make a will save. In addition to the gas freezing you, it has an effect that allows, that uh, is 
impeding your minds. I need all of you to make a will save. Oh, yikes. Well, okay. It won't freeze us, but we will get high. Yeah. Well, um, at least I rolled well. Ron, 25. See- 25 succeeds. Good. Oh, that's good. I will even say now, to answer John's question, 24 is the DC. Well, I, I will... I uh, okay. Having... S- Known that I'm weak-minded, I've been <laughs> studying this quite a bit, and I will focus my energy and thinking and and use my iron will to make a reroll Try to do and do better. worse. And you do worse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wow. Koholo barely makes it. Um, was this a will save? Yes. Okay, uh-huh. so Raz uh, looks at his number and says, 20, hmm, that's probably not good enough. Probably not good way. enough. And uh, I'm supposed to do this before, but you already. Uh, I know. It. I know what you mean. I but I well, I opened my big mouth. I'm yeah. gonna spend one RP. What number was that? Oh, bonus. Is it worth doing that or that? Nope. I'm going to spend an RP to add my expertise dice to that. Okay. So let's hope. What's your expertise? D8? Uh, it's a D8 plus two. Oh, neat. So hopefully. There it is. Nice. So that's a 27 Seven. now. Alrighty. Okay, so it that's looks like enough. Altagos is the one who did not succeed. So here's the deal. Part of the reason that the Bantrids had no memory when they awoke from their stasis is that the cryogenic stasis, the the hybrid cryogenic Mm -hmm. stasis, also has an effect of wiping away all of your memories while you are in stasis. This gas is trying to do the same. Now, you've had a lot of memories, and you you don't lose them all, but you lose some. Can you roll D percent for me, please, John? I, I don't know anything anymore. <laughs> I'll, I'll you tell you what you don't life. know. Oh. Alrighty. Um. Oh. So you're basically going back to your childhood. No, no, it's not. That was a hatchling. You were a cute little bug. No, it's from no. 1985 onwards. <laughs> okay. Oh. So, um, let me do... One quick thing here. Do Kaholo zero. And five. Okay, let me put something up here and then have you second, three, four. Uh, okay. Two. I do. Carry two. Will you roll a d10 for me? Who? Me? Uh, yes, John. Please roll a d10 for me. Off of this table, I, I roll know. eight. Uh, Raz, you forget ever knowing Raz and anything about Raz. There is suddenly this skittermander that you have never met before. Standing here with a group of people that you all know. So it's a oh, benefit. Oh, look at that. He's a... so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise, Skittermander. <laughs> wow. Metagaming a bit. Did you get lost, little get, guy? I get to tell him Watch all my out, jokes. Leroy. He's cute, but he's got sharp edges. What, what are you talking about, Leroy? 
Wait, wait. Only my good friends call me that. Uh, right. Well, I mean, I've known you for a while now. Quick, use our mind link to I mean, just I... shove all your no? memories at him. What? <laughs> I zero. What is this thing talking about here? I don't understand this. Yeah, I hate to break it to you, but he actually is our friend. Where, where did we pick him up? He is really cute. <laughs> hey, I'm your captain. Don't talk to your captain like that. Although I appreciate <laughs> no, it. What? No, what? <laughs> oh, no, you guys are so funny. So he's like, he's like comedic relief. I like it. We got a mascot. This is so awesome, you guys. We got a mascot. Remember that ventriloquism course I said I was taking? Uh, no. I am not your puppet. When did you do that? <laughs> Something else you seem to have forgotten. Oh, 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 this is your... Oh, I'm sorry. I I just assumed he was like a party mascot. So this is this is your little friend that you've been hiding with. <laughs> can, can I intimidate him? <laughs> I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> you can certainly try. I mean, well, you, threat, so you're, I can bully him and he'll still, he'll still not know. You know, Zero, when when you when you bring them in, you have to take care of them now, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I'll clean up right. after him too. Yes. Always I think a problem. The heat's getting to you. You might wanna you need to rest. Oh, that yeah, that's what's happening. The heat's getting to him. You're awfully because you're like you're not used to heat like this, right? Well, I thought dragons were no. this doesn't bother me. Why? Well you you seem to be like not Would I, you know? oh, I get do you it. even know? You're just, you're just being funny. <laughs> All right. Well, Anyhow. Leroy's in permanent mind link with me, so I can fairly efficiently fill him in. Explain explain who he is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, wait, wait. So you're telling me that we've been uh, this, and he actually does something useful? I don't believe that. <laughs> um, well, Simon's going to try can... to spell magic on Leroy and see if that does anything. <laughs> But I'm wondering if that, that link actually shot it back through to, to zero as well. Maybe restoration? It. Make a uh, make a mysticism check, Simon. Okay. Mysticism. What's Simon doing now? I don't understand this. Yeah, this is going to take a little more than just a dispel or even restoration. Uh, this is going to take some, uh, some, some psychic surgery to repair all of his lost knowledge. It Probably take the better part of a week. It is a, a full week of a, this uh, downtime activity to try to recover memories. I want to see if he's telling the truth about not knowing who I am. And that's a natural 20 for a 38 sense motive. Yeah. Nice. I, Actually, it's not I, a natural uh, 20. It's a natural 8 on my dice. Makes me what? On your, yes. Got it. That's why it's showing green. Yep. He is. Is he? You really, you really did forget about me. I'm. That's so sad. But also, now we can start all over again, and you can hear all my jokes again. All right. I, I guess that sounds like fun. I like good <laughs> jokes and stories. But wait a minute. That'll be that exciting. You forgot about the fifty thousand credits you owed me. <laughs> um, zero. What's he talking about again? I don't know, Leroy. <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't trust this mascot you guys picked up here. I don't know. We should probably leave him at the next station we get to. 
Well, you certainly remember why you're here. That's all part of your memory. So. Oh yeah, I, I, everything else. I this thing just showed up here. That's right, right my in name, the middle of the. My name is Razzleberry Hasselfoot. What? Your mom called you that? Was she unhappy with you? <laughs> no. Ouch. All yeah, righty. she'd use this middle name. That was even worse. <sighs> All righty. But despite the confusion that has been inflicted upon one of you, you are able to follow where the heat source is the hottest. And let me grab you and put you where that is. Um, I think. Uh, let me copy everybody over to... I believe the place I see that you don't. Okay. Very sneaky of me. I don't know anything about that. We have several layers at this point that we're looking at. Including the Jedirod stuff. Right. That's that's there in our minds to keep us feeling cooler. It's sort (laughs) of the effect of the the bubble. Yeah. Life bubble is. I'm sure it's only dreaming of a white Christmas right now. Hmm. Yeah, we should go on a vacation. That sounds like fun. Oh, right. uh, let's but see. One, two, three, four, five, six. I have uh, all of you. Alrighty. So now I need to move this thing to show you guys. You enter a truly vast, cavernous chamber. Well, back in the vast. Um, there is no immediate danger here, but the specifics of what you see before you in this place in the middle of the ship that is uh, wider than than most buildings, a lot of exterior places, uh, I will describe to you when next we get together. Ooh. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't think I'll remember Ooh. anything more by then, though. <laughs> You've been listening to Intrepid Heroes on the No Direction Network. New episodes are posted every other Monday.